This week's super healthy episode answering children's questions about nutrition and vitamins with the help of nutrition and health specialist Tim Spector is made possible thanks to World Nutrition. I love World Nutrition because they're super focused on the health of mothers and children. Their ranges support all stages from getting pregnant to new motherhood, feeding your baby and even later on the menopause. Wild Nutrition also focus on children as they're growing up and support them through puberty. They're amazing for energy, immunity, helping with sleep, gut health and all-round wellness. Their vitamins and supplements are food grown, meaning that nutrients are added to real growing food. And this is scientifically proven to help your body better absorb the nutrients, just as it would lap up a delicious, healthy vegetable or fruit. Your body loves the vitamins made by Wild Nutrition. They also have really lovely recyclable packaging. I'm using their vitamin D supplement at the moment, and I really like the matte bottles and stylish labels. I'd love to have the whole range waiting to make me super healthy. Now, World Nutrition are offering an amazing free 15-minute consultation to any woman listening. This would be with one of their trained nutritional therapists and can be on Zoom or on the phone. And if you'd like to order some of their wonderful vitamins and supplements, you can use the code Everything Under the Sun for £10 off your first order at wildnutrition.com. So go on, enjoy, and stay healthy with Wild Nutrition. Use the code Everything Under the Sun. And now it's time to say hello and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Let's begin with our first question, which is a brilliant one from Matilda. Over to Matilda. Hi, my name is Matilda. I'm six. I live in Peru. And my question is, what is the healthiest food in the world? Hi Matilda, that is such a good question. This is a really interesting one because it's so important to eat healthily to keep our bodies happy. It's important to eat healthy food when we're growing up so that we can build a healthy foundation for our adult bodies. And so we don't get nasty bugs and things that are going around at school and like playgroups and stuff like that. So make sure we have to eat healthy. So I really wanted to get the answer to this question right. So I decided to ask some help. I asked Tim Spector to help me with this one. Tim is a scientist who studies the microbiome, which is all the things that live in our gut, skin and body. Tim has written lots of books on why our diets are so important and especially on the gut microbiome and how it can affect our health and even the way we feel about life. So here is Tim to tell us about the healthiest food in the world. Over to Tim. Matilda, age six from Peru, has asked a great question. What is the healthiest food in the world? Now, I'd love to say it's broccoli or it's Korean kimchi or some other exotic plant. But the truth is it's a combination, a mix of different plants and foods that is really healthy. And the reason for this is in our bellies. Deep in our bellies are gut microbes. These are little bugs 
There are trillions of them, and they run around making little chemicals for our body to keep us healthy. And for our health, we need to keep these little bugs really healthy. And what they like more than most is variety. They particularly like plants rather than meat or fish. And we need to give them a whole variety of different plants, ideally more than 20 different types, which includes nuts and seeds and herbs. And if those plants have got extra colors in them and they're very bright, that is also like a little bonus for them. So try and eat a big variety of plants every day and every week. Mix it up, try some new ones, and your gut microbes in your belly will be very happy. And that is what I call a healthy food. I hope that helps, Matilda. Thank you so much, Tim, for your wonderful answer about the healthiest foods in the world. Isn't it great to know that if you eat plants that look like a rainbow, you'll feel all colourful and happy like a rainbow too? It's brilliant that the healthiest food in the world is actually a big mixture of foods, because it would get pretty boring eating the same food all the time every day, wouldn't it? Even if it was something delicious like a crunchy carrot. I think it's great to know that the healthiest thing to do is eat a big variety of healthy plants and foods and try lots of colours. Make sure you eat a rainbow of colours for supper tonight and every day. Thank you, Tim. And thank you again to Matilda for the great question. And now for our second question, which is also about a type of food that's full of healthy bacteria. It comes from Akshat, who lives in India. Over to Akshat. Hi, I'm Akshita and I'm nine years old. I live in Mumbai and my question is, how was the first yogurt made? Thank you, Akshat, for that great question. Would you believe that yogurt is one of the oldest foods in the world? The story of yogurt begins around 12,000 years ago in the Middle East and Central Asia, where, after the last ice age, humans began settling down and farming instead of moving around like they did before. When humans settled down in the first little villages, they had farmland and farm animals like sheep, goats and cows that made milk for their babies. So people started collecting this milk and drinking it. It's thought that yoghurt, which is made of milk, was discovered around 7,000 years ago, probably in Turkey. What happened was it was just an accident. When the milk that people were drinking grew bacteria by accident, probably because someone left it out in the sun, it went through a process called fermentation, which turned the milk into yogurt, which someone brave decided to taste it and thought, hmm, yum, this is actually quite good. And then they did it again, left the milk out in the sun and ate some yogurt. Although it wasn't called yogurt for a while, I wonder what it was called at first. Anyway, Fermentation is the same process that turns grains into beer and adds bubbles to delicious sourdough bread. Fermentation is the thing that people discover by chance or by accident, but it turned out to be a really good way of preserving milk and other things and making yogurt out of milk so it stuck around. Around the same time, it seems that yogurt was being made and used in India and in Iran. Ancient texts from India talk about using a sour milk in lots of their cooking. 
It was also used in ancient Greece and was known there as Oxygala. Genghis Khan, who was a Mongolian ruler in the 12th and 13th centuries, known for being a fearsome warrior, is said to have fed his soldiers yogurt because he thought it would give them strength and bravery. Yogurt was mostly consumed in the Middle East and Asia until in the 1500s, King Francis I of France had a bad case of diarrhoea that changed everything for yogurt. Well, none of the French doctors could cure the king, but thankfully, he had a friend all the way over in the Ottoman Empire where they ate lots of yogurt. King Francis's friend was called Suleiman the Magnificent. He was the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire and he sent a doctor over to see King Francis and the doctor said, what you need is yoghurt. He ate some and his diarrhoea was cured and from then on, yoghurt was known across Europe. As Tim Spector would tell us, yoghurt has got lots of bacteria in it and probiotics that can heal stomach problems and help your microbiome get nice and strong. So that's why yoghurt healed the poorly king. So while all of these different people around the world had figured out how to make yoghurt and that it was great, it wasn't until the 20th century that it was discovered why yoghurt is so great. A Bulgarian scientist called Dr. Stamen Grigorov was the first to work out the bacteria you need to turn milk into yoghurt. In 1904, he went to university in Geneva. Hmm. He took a pot of yoghurt from his home in Bulgaria with him. Then he worked out he needed a bacteria which he called Lactobacillus bulgaricus after Bulgaria to make yoghurt. And in his honour, there is now the only yoghurt museum in the world in his hometown of Trun, Bulgaria. So that's a potted history of yoghurt, which is super interesting and historical and a healthy food. I hope that answers your question, Akshat, and thank you for sending it in. Now we've learnt a lot about healthy foods today, and one of the things that makes foods so healthy is all of the vitamins they're full of. So our next question is about vitamins, and it comes from Anaruda. Over to Anaruda. My name is Anaruda, and I'm seven. Uh, I like dogs and swimming and my question is what does C stand for in vitamin C? Hi Anaruna, thank you for your great question. Vitamin C is really important. We need it to keep our bodies healthy and you can find it in lots of fruits and vegetables like oranges, strawberries, kiwis, papayas, broccoli, red peppers, Brussels sprouts and even potatoes. But what does the C mean? Well, vitamins are all named after letters. Vitamin A, B, C, D, E, then it jumps to K. What's all that about? <laughs> to understand why vitamin C is called vitamin C, we need to understand why all of the vitamins have their names. The first ever vitamins were discovered in brown rice in 1912 by a Polish scientist called Kazimierz Funk. What a cool name! Vitamins are things that are super important to our health, but our bodies can't make them. So we need to get them from food or supplements, like the supplements from Wild Nutrition. Casimir Funk decided to call these things that he had discovered vital amines. Amines are a type of chemical structure and Funk thought that all of these vitally important things were amines. 
they turned out not to be. So scientists just decided to shorten the name he'd come up with anyway to vitamins. Of the first ever vitamins that were discovered, there were two types. One was fat soluble, meaning it dissolved in fat. One was water soluble, meaning it dissolved in water. The brown rice vitamin that Casimir Funk had found was water dissolvable. The fat-dissolving vitamin was discovered by a scientist called Elmer McCollum. And even though he discovered it after Casimir Funk had discovered the water one, Elmer McCollum called his vitamin vitamin A to say that his was the very first vitamin and that the vitamin that Casimir Funk discovered was called vitamin B. That's a bit unfair. Then in 1919, some people started researching why people got scurvy. Scientists knew scurvy was a disease people got from having a bad diet. Sailors kept getting it out at sea because they didn't have very healthy food to eat. In the 18th century, the Navy began giving sailors lime wedges for them to suck on while they were at sea, and they stopped getting scurvy. So scientists knew there was an important vitamin in limes that battled scurvy, but they didn't know what it was. Since it was the third vitamin discovered, they called it vitamin C. So that's why, because it was the third vitamin. Vitamin C, the third letter of the alphabet. It all got complicated after that, because Elman McCollum, who discovered vitamin A, found out vitamin A was actually two vitamins. So he kept one as vitamin A and changed the name of the other to vitamin D. After that, vitamin B turned out to be made of eight vitamins. So now they're called vitamin B1, B2, B3. There's no B4 because it turned out not to be a vitamin. Oh gosh, it's all a bit complicated. It jumps up to B6 after B4, then there's B7 all the way up to B12. Vitamin E was the next vitamin to be found after vitamin D. So they called it E after D. But then it jumps up to K. Why is there no vitamin F, G, H or I or J before vitamin K? Well, that's because vitamin K was discovered by German scientists. Vitamin K helps blood clot faster. And in German, this is called coagulation, spelt with a K. So the Germans called that vitamin, vitamin K, to stand for coagulation. Goodness me. Well, there you go, Anaruda. That's why vitamin C is called vitamin C. The C doesn't stand for anything other than indicating it was the third vitamin to be found. It does have another name, which is ascorbic acid or ascorbate. And you need lots of it to protect your cells, skin, blood vessels, bones, cartilage, and to help cuts and grazes to heal. So remember to eat a rainbow full of different vitamins, including vitamin C. I hope that answers your question, Anaruda, and thank you for sending it in. That's it for our super healthy week. I'm wishing you all a very, very lovely week full of beautiful, delicious food, plants, vegetables, and vitamins. And of course, some nice sunshine and fresh air and hugs. A huge thank you to Tim Spector for his superb answer about healthy food. We really appreciate your wonderful answer for helping to keep us all healthy. Also, a big thank you to Matilda, Akshet and Anaruda for this week's questions. And to World Nutrition, you can buy their supplements and vitamins to keep you healthy using the code Everything Under the Sun for 10% off at worldnutrition.com. 
Remember, if you have a question you want to ask on this show, just record yourself saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself, your country, and ask me your question and send it to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Do check out the website mollyoldfield.com and make sure you've got a copy of the book of the podcast. Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year is out now. It was out of stock after Christmas because so many of you bought it. Thank you so much. But we've just printed thousands and thousands more. So there are lots coming to your local bookshop and online. So get yourself a copy if you don't already have one. I'm wishing you all a wonderful week filled with fun, healthy food, vegetables, yogurt, vitamins and love. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you and goodbye.